Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. When dealing with people, Jesus always gave them a redemptive path. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are helping believers live out kingdom life in the context of the culture and their local church. Hey, Portraits of Jesus, we are in Mark 7, and this is one of Jesus' confrontation with the Pharisees. Actually, the Pharisees confronting Jesus, if you want to be accurate. And I want to get to that because uh, it's just very insightful on exactly what Jesus says to them. So I'm going to read the first eight verses and we'll pick up after that, okay? But going to Mark 7, the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him when he had come from Jerusalem, when they had come, and had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands that is unwashed. For the Pharisees and the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands thus observing the traditions of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to preserve, such as the washings of cups and pitchers and copper pots. So the Pharisees don't even get into all that. They just talk about the washing of the hands and the ceremonial crowd cleansing. And they say, and there's lots of other washings they're not doing too. The Pharisees and the scribes ask him, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? Now, Jesus is going to answer them in verse 6, and we're going to spend some time on that. But this washing that they're talking about there was not, you know, the cleansing of germs. That kind of science wasn't even available to us or to them, certainly, at that point. But it was a ceremonial thing to say that they were separate and they were cleansed. As a matter of fact, there were very specific ways they had to wash. When they washed their arms, they had to wash from their fingertips to their elbows. And when they washed from their fingertips to elbows, they had to do it with a clenched fist. In other words, they had to soap, water their fist up, and then scrub their hand because they couldn't even let their hand wash their arm. That's how, that's how ridiculous this had become. And then the crowd thing was this. I mean, think about their the Jewish mission was to evangelize, just like it was our mission. They weren't supposed to be separate. They were supposed to be select, just as we are. It's a very, very big difference in understanding. But when they were with the crowd, they, they, then they had to do uh, a cleansing. So you can imagine you're in the crowd and then you're going to eat. You say, oh, excuse me, I can't eat yet because I was around you. And now I've got to be cleansed. And they're saying that these things have been handed down to them by the elders. They're not, they're not quoting the word of God. They're not taking something out of context here. They are developing a new context. And that context is their tradition. Now, at least they were honest about it. And the word tradition just simply means something that has been given to you to take care of. And so they are saying this has been given to us to take care of. And so Jesus responds because they ask him, they dare to ask him a question. Why don't your disciples do what we do? And here's what Jesus says to them. 
Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, hypocrites as it is written. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. Neglecting the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. So let's go to the end of verse 7 and verse 8, because Jesus nails the real problem here. Teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. He said, you've got precepts, you've got laws and traditions, and you're holding them up equal with the word of God. We we just really need to guard our heart because sometimes we take things into our own spiritual activity, the life of the church, that we literally make equal with the word of God. We wouldn't say that out loud. I don't think we intellectually think that. But in church life, it does happen. And that becomes like the Bible almost. And then Jesus says why it's a sin. Verse 8, neglecting the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. You know, what he's really saying is you can only hold to one thing as your authority. That's why the authority of scripture is sacrosanct. I mean, we've got to, it's got to be the most precious thing that we hold on to. What is our authority? Listen, it's not that I've been led by the spirit. It's not that I had a prophetic word. Those are great things, but they do not hold the authority of the word of God. And all the time, all the time. That's an overstatement. Many times in church life, people say, well, the Lord told me. Over the years, as I've had to confront people that are out of order in sin, often their rebuttal is, well, God told me. What are they saying? They're saying their personal tradition, their personal revelation is greater than the word of God. They are being Pharisees and hypocrites. Now, speaking of hypocrites, Jesus used a very powerful Greek word here. You know, in Greek theater, a hypocrite was the mask that they held up where they would be on stage. You know, they didn't have cameras then, okay? So they would have these masks that had expressions painted on them. When they wanted to be sad or happy, that actor would have a variety of masks that were very large and he would... He would hold that mask up so people far off could see the expression while he was speaking or she was speaking. They could see that mask. And that's the root word for hypocrite. It means to hide behind something, to have a different expression on the outside than you have on the inside. So Jesus uses a very graphic word. He says, look, you make a great presentation but that's really not really where your heart is. You are pretending, you are putting yourself forward as if you're really serving God and really you just have your own agenda. And then he goes on and says, for instance, your traditions are greater than God's word. Wow. Can you imagine how stunned they were? Now listen, it gets even better or more personal or more intense. In verse 9, it says, And he was saying to them, You are experts at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. The point I just made, you can only hang on to one authority. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father and mother is to be put to death. So Jesus is saying, Look, you're confronting us, saying we're not honoring the traditions of our fathers, but you don't even honor your own fathers. And then he brings up something personal. 
He says, but you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever I have would help you is Corbin, that is a say given to God. So here's what's happening. Jesus is saying, you're not even taking care of your own mother and father uh, because there is an obligation in scripture that financially we should care for our parents, right? And uh, this was very strong in the Jewish community, but they had a get out of jail free card and it was this word Corbin. So all that person had to do is say, I'm not supporting my mom. I'm not supporting my dad because I've dedicated that money to God, Corbin. That doesn't mean they had to give it to the temple or give it to the priest. I mean, they could buy a new chariot with it. They could buy a new horse with it. They could remodel their car. They could buy new clothes. All they had to do was say, basically, oh, I've dedicated God. I'm doing this for God's purpose. And the elders would wink at that and give that person an exclusion so that they wouldn't be put out of the synagogue for not supporting their parents. And Jesus nails them on it. He said, you're not concerned about the traditions of the elders. You're not concerned about even taking care of your own elders, of your own fathers. You're just concerned about controlling people. You've got this mask. You've got this, you're you're a hypocrite that you're hiding behind. And he just nails them on this. And he says, and you no longer, verse 12, permit him to do anything for his father and mother. In other words, there's no obligation because he's part of your little Pharisee club, part of your little religious club. And all he got to do is play the get out, get out of jail, like a magic word. And the word translated in English is Corbin. Just meaning, oh, I don't have anything to give them because all this is dedicated to God. And then he hits it again in verse 13. Thus invalidating the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down. And then he says this, and you do many such things. You know, I've read this a lot of times, but the Pharisees never say, and Jesus, what other things do we do? <laughs> they wanted no part of this answer because he just, he didn't just criticize them. He drilled down to the root of their sin. And then Jesus did something very powerful. It's actually redemptive. He gave them an accurate illustration. It's interesting in scripture that Jesus, when dealing with people, he always gives them a way back. He gives them a redemptive answer. He gave them, he's really giving them a way out to say, they should have said, oh, you're right. That is exactly what we're doing and we need to repent of it. But that's not what they did. This is how Jesus dealt with people, not who were quote unquote sinners, but who were falsely holding people in religious bondage by their traditions. And that is not what God wants to do. He called them hypocrites hiding behind the mask. And he said, look, you're not even taking care of your family. And you're telling these people about honoring the verbal traditions of the elders who they don't even know. That's the root of what's dealing with here. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. I hope you see the real Jesus, not the one the world tries to invent, as he walks us through his life that we can follow him more fully. If we aren't careful, we can hold traditions in our heart as equal to the Word of God. You can only hold one thing as your authority. 
Don't fall prey to holding people in religious bondage by traditions as the Pharisees did. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.